Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Victor. And today we have a really special episode. It's a little bit of an extended version, but I don't think you guys will mind. It was really good. We had uh, Danik Barkov come on and just share his testimony. And I know it's going to speak to a lot of people because it, it spoke to me. And it's not like it was anything special. It wasn't, you know, out of the ordinary. But that's what makes it so great and so impactful is that we all have uh, been there. We've all, you know, gone through those times in our lives where it's just, it's only God. That's all we can rely on. And the podcast name is Today is the Day. And by the end, I hope you are encouraged to, even if you've been a believer for decades, years, whatever it is, that you can come back to Christ and as simply as a little baby say, here I am, Lord. You know, the gospel is not just meant for um, new believers. It's meant for all of us. And I just hope that this is an encouragement to all of you as it was for me. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, depending on when you guys are listening to this. It's City Lights Podcast again. It's Vic and Vic. What's up, Vic? Hey, guys. Welcome back. Uh, it's good to be back uh, for another podcast. Um, we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Daniel Barco. Yes, it is. I. It is a pleasure to be here. It's been a something i've wanted to do for a while now yeah so thank you for having me actually been like meaning to get you on for a while and i'm glad you know it worked out this week how you doing man i'm i'm feeling great you know today was our communion service every first sunday of the month and i feel great you know it was it it's definitely a good communion service i feel like yeah it's definitely like you know we get so used to them coming yeah. every single month or whatever mm -hmm. but Something about today's is just like, you know, I was just filled with the spirit. And yeah, too. It, it's I, I honestly think it's it's just how simple it is. You know, you, like we have the songs without music mm -hmm. and it's just um, it's just all narrowed down to like the blood of Christ, the yeah. remembering his blood, his body, what he's done for us, you know, back to the basics. Yeah. Right. As yeah. soon as they started singing, um, you know, nothing but the blood of Jesus, you know, what can wash away my sins and like oh, Russian the, the and whole yeah, church. Yeah. Oh, yeah man, that was that amazing. Was beautiful yeah. dude. Like right to end it off right before pastor prayed. Uh, yeah. You know, those, those, those kind of things is like, you know, engraved in your memory. Yeah. You it's know. something you remember. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, um, Dan, welcome again. You know, I, you know, we asked you to come on and just before this, we're wondering, like, as we often do, so often do we always like thinking, man, like, we have this topic or maybe we should change to this or we prepared for this, but I want to talk about this. And, um, Dan just mentioned like, Hey, why don't I just share my testimony? And we were like, yes, that's great. Um, I love when people come on and share their testimony when, you know, Elizabeth came on, Ariana came on. It's just nice to hear people that might be going through the same things as you and you hear them. And it's just encouraging to see that there is freedom. There is victory. There is love. There is joy in Christ. And you hear that from people, real world, real world experiences and, and what they, how Christ led them to, you know, this point in their life. So we're excited yeah. for this. So like we were here before, we were thinking about a topic and <clears throat> we were originally supposed to talk friendships with Alex, but Alex isn't here. And then as we were sitting here, I mentioned to you guys that I, want, I would want to share my testimony on the podcast eventually. Mm -hmm. And we were about to start a different topic. And right before we started, right before we were about to start, um, I, I just felt it. I don't know. I was like, man, why not just share? You know, it feels like, you know, the spirit could do something here. Maybe mm. someone needs to hear it. So, yeah, I'm gladly happy to share my testimony. And yeah. So, I mean, my life. why don't we just get right into it? Like, uh, where do you want to start off? And um, I have a couple notes down. Um, 
I guess I could just start from the basics from the beginning. You know, my obviously you guys most mostly everyone I would assume knows me. My, my name is Dying Barkov. Pretty well known in the church. Pretty active in the youth. <clears throat> Grew up in a Christian family. I've always been going to this church since I could remember. I mean, since a little kid, I was even prayed for here. Um, I always knew God, you know, growing up, going to school. I knew who God was. I didn't know him personally, obviously, but I knew of this of this being. I knew I went to Sunday school. I heard the stories. I was uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit around 12 years old, still um, not really fully knowing what even this was. It's just this God g gave me this gift and blessed me with the Spirit. He filled my heart. And from then, I guess that's when... You know, growing up, you start going to school, reality kind of hits you, the world kind of hits you. But, I mean, that's just the beginning. That's how I, I guess, my childhood I was always in church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, as many of us who listen to the podcast, um, I know me and Victor, same story, where we grew up in the, in the church. We grew up learning these Christian values in our life. But, you know, there comes a moment in everyone's life where they actually have to apply those and make that choice where it's either God or you choose your own like you know worldly life and no matter what you're going to have to make that decision doesn't matter if you grow up in a christian home you have to make that decision yeah and exactly i feel like so many of us too like we may not be able to pinpoint you know the exact day of our salvation or maybe we do at least at least in my life you know i i, I couldn't say that you know this is the day that you know the lord saved me from my sins just because like we said, we were always surrounded by this, you know, always going up with those altar calls, at VBS or, or whatever it is. But I know right now in my life that, you know, I am saved by the grace mm -hmm. of God. And it's a place where, you know, no one can take that from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I definitely could not tell you a pinpoint date of when I was saved, when I repented. It was definitely not then when I was 12. It was very, very long time after that. It took a lot of years, a lot of trials a lot of <clears throat> troubles um but i feel like something that once i started getting more serious i wouldn't say serious just something like a point where i kind of started realizing like oh god is not just this um story that you learn about in sunday school but it's actually like you know this is reality mm -hmm. and this is a this is a being that created you and created this world and i'd say that was about when i started in my teenage years and we all started going to teens together um, that's when I kind of, you know, we uh, we start, they start teaching us actually more in depth and stuff. And you start to learn about God, this God that <clears throat> everyone talks about, everyone. You've been going to church for so long hearing about. And I feel like I wasn't a Christian. I, I was obviously raised in a Christian family, but from a young age, I was not a Christian. Um, I knew, obviously, I, like I said, I knew who th this God was. I didn't know him personally. And I feel like one thing that kept me from took me why it took me so long to get this personal relationship with god is because of school i went to a public school as probably both of you did you know mm. but also from a young age i was i didn't really have a lot of friends in church i was a young annoying chubby kid you know i didn't really have much friends so i didn't really enjoy coming to church all that much when you have nobody you know as a kid that's all you really come to yeah, church for yeah, exactly. and when you don't have those friends you don't want to come to church so naturally i would push to school because i had friends there you know and from a young age like <clears throat> in the elementary school i was very popular um i don't know why i was just good sports i'm a loud kid talkative you know just very popular plus you're ukrainian from a different country so everyone just thinks you're cool mm -hmm. and that's kind of where i spent most of my time most of my mindset 
and we all know that doesn't lead to any good surrounding yourself around um, a public school and a lot of bad habits started from there <clears throat> for example swearing hanging out with bad kids and that it all just starts from little things you yeah, know yeah and from the teenage years i started getting gro- growing up you know <clears throat> started hanging out more with these um school friends started doing more um started to see things started the the world started like opening up kind of like you could see how mm-hmm. how reality kind of hits you like man this is real you start seeing your s- friends smoking you start seeing them drunk you start learning about stuff, not at school, but from your friends, wickedness, darkness, a bunch of bad stuff. Yeah, I'm, just one thing about that. It's like the path to Jesus Christ is a narrow path, as the word says. And that means everything else on that around that narrow path is the world. So the, exactly. the world is so wide and the, the path to Christ is so narrow, you know. It's one way. It's just through, through to heaven is through Jesus Christ, you know, but the world has all these other things that it offers and it's just everywhere you look everywhere you go school work and that's why it's such a dangerous thing growing up in you know not being um surrounded by people who who love christ you know yeah and it was also i was very like innocent you know because growing up in the church you and plus i'm ukrainian and i didn't know how to speak english even going into school i was Mm. full ukrainian and no born there um raised in america but only speaking ukrainian at home so coming into school i didn't even know the language and then throughout elementary school middle school like i didn't even know a lot like i was just learning new things you know people would be like bro you don't know what this word means like no i like i don't even know what that means like i'm getting introduced to all this darkness all this Mm -hmm. wickedness you know it's such an innocent heart there's nothing really there that's gonna like no faith at all you know that's gonna like steer you away from it i didn't even know that's bad you know because it's like you're so innocent you don't even know what's what's bad and what's good Mm. And <clears throat> I think one thing, TBS, TBS, once I started going to TBS, I was like 12 years old. Teen Bible School. Teen Bible School, yes. Yeah. So we have it at our church. We host it every summer. And I, f- I think that is where I truly, for the first time, felt God's presence. Um, and honestly, after that, I would want to say that is when everything got a lot worse. You know, mm. once the devil saw that you take that one step towards God, he, re- he sees like, oh, he tasted of that goodness. And now I'm going to destroy it, you know, like I'm mm. going to attack him pretty hard now. And after that first year of teen Bible school, going back into school, still the same, you know, just hanging out with bad friends. But as I got older into the high school freshman year, that's when like things got pretty serious. I started hanging out with like, you know, high school friends. Everyone's partying. Everyone's doing drugs. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's um, committing adultery. Everyone's out in the world. And this is when. I was in the church and I was living a two-faced life. That's where it's scary because you're going to church. You're going to teens. You were going to youth. Now I'm starting to go to youth, but everyone thinks you're good. You know, everyone thinks you're all right. But outside of those, outside of those church doors, who are you? Nobody knows, you know? And that's something that I never really cared for because I was like, as long as nobody sees me, as long as everyone sees me at church, I'm good. Everyone sees me. You know, I'm out there singing. I'm out there at church every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday. I'm there. Then I'm good. You know, I'm saved. What am I have to worry about? I never, like, as long as nobody saw me on the outside. And that's a very scary place to be. One foot in the world, one foot in the church. I still didn't know who God was. I still not repented, that's for sure. But I was very in the world. I was in the football team at high school, you know, thinking you're all cool. 
swearing. I listened to a lot of bad worldly music. That's something that kept me from God for a very long time. Something I struggled with for a very long time. I was failing school. I had addictions, you know, and I've seen a lot. um, And praise the Lord, I I never fell into anything crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like one, one thing that kept me in the church a lot was definitely our ministry of teens in our church. That's something that I'm very thankful for. That's something we're really blessed to have in our church. Yeah, definitely. It's like, uh, for me, it was like a lifeline every week going back to, to, uh, a program like that of Tuesday teens where they come and you, you, you know, learn about God. Not only that, you go have fun, you fellowship with other Christian kids. And that just brought you to see like, there is community, there is love, there is, uh, brothers in Christ at church, you know, and, and that's definitely something that, that the God is using in our church so, so greatly and so mightily. And I pray that it continues to bless other teens, you know? Yeah, that's, it's definitely like now, even now I, um, I volunteer at teens too. I'm, I kind of lead them. Um, I wouldn't say lead them, but I kind of help out, you know? Mm. And so it's just, it's awesome to see God working in my heart and a lot of my friends that were with me in that teens, and I just think that's something that's just we're so blessed with. And I feel like a lot of the teens don't even realize. And I didn't either when I was a teenager until re- God really opens up your heart. And or you don't realize it until it's gone from your life. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. You know, you're searching yeah. for that, you know, in your life. And you're like, man, how, I wish there could be something like that for us now. You know, after we've gotten older, where we kind of grown out of that, you know, teens uh, label or whatever, even though most of us still are what in our teenage years yeah um but i will say that that just kind of brings us back to like you know the topic of community and how important it is to be surrounded with like-minded believers and Mm -hmm. i talked about this last week and i don't want to get you know too off course but like get plugged in like in bible studies or whatever program that your church offers that's not necessarily like a service because services are good and all but like it's the fellowship that what really matters in a christian life and when we have fellowship with other believers, that's what continues to grow our faith. And that's what was so great about, you know, t- t- uh, Tuesday Teens is that we had people who were there for the sole purpose to t- show us Christ and to be that example, to imitate Christ and then be the examples that we can imitate them, you know. And yeah. I think Bible study leaders, uh, you know, whoever it is, whatever it looks like in your church, like get plugged into that place whether it's a prayer or you know something other than a service where you can have that fellowship yeah and as you're talking about getting plugged in i want to steer towards that way of like how like what led from to me getting saved and finding the lord and i dropped out of high school in 10th grade the end of 10th grade i never i technically finished it but i didn't finish that that grade Mm -hmm. and that's i stopped hanging out with those friends obviously because i stopped going to high school and like you say, you started getting plugged in. I started going to church a lot more. I was started going to youth a lot more. I started getting very active. But yes, I, I recommend to get um, connected and into these um, ministries because it helps a lot. But also, if you're not strong in your faith, it could blind you a lot. That's what it did to me. Because of me being so active here and there and everywhere, I thought I was okay. You know, that was the devil lying to me that because I'm doing all this good, I'm I'm fine. You know, I'm not... It's just a, it's more of a conviction than repentance, you know, Mm. like, yeah. And I I was very active in as many, as you guys know, you guys, I was always there with you guys everywhere, but I truly was never saved. I never read my Bible. I never had a personal relationship with God where I would pray and get on my knees and really pray about every single 
thing and every breath that I took for him and every and everything I did pray for him pray to him you know and at, over the years I kept getting convicted a lot um there was never a re repentance like I said there's a big difference from repenting and being convicted convicting is coming to the altar because you are you just don't feel this um satisfaction or something but a repentance is a 180 degree turn and your life changes um so leading up to my water baptism, I took water baptism with you both two years ago, yeah. um, 2021. Mm -hmm. In the summer of 2021, uh, that was when I was like at a high, kind of. I wouldn't say I was at, I was definitely not at my best, but it was, just, it was just a moment in my life where I was like, man, everything's going good. Everything's, you know, I'm doing fine. We're good. We, we're not doing anything dumb. We're staying in church. We're active. But you're still not, I'm still not repented at this point. You know, I decided to take water baptism. At a young age, I was 16. I didn't know I didn't have a personal relationship with God, and this is why I. A lot of kids who tell me they want to take baptism, I kind of just tell them like, make sure you're strong in your faith because after you take baptism, the devil will attack you, and he did attack me. In fact, after baptism, oh, I feel like I just went into this dark. Um, I I almost you could say like Batman mode, you know, mm -hmm. like you go into this dark. Um, a lot of friends started um like one of my closest friends we just kind of grew apart and a lot kind of happened that year that summer the end of that summer into that winter and even now I'm not hanging out with any of my high school friends anymore you know at this point it's like a year and a half I'm not even in high school maybe two almost but now it's like with our friend group mine and Victor's I I'm I'm really close with Victor at this point we're best friends um but even us our friend group we were not at all you know Christ-led mm -hmm maybe one or two of us, but we were very still weak in our faith, I would say, as a group. And a lot of things we did together even were very um, unchristlike and foolish, but that's something just that didn't help me in my own personal relationship with God to grow in Him. Because if, you know, I see my friends that are supposedly in church and me thinking all of my friends are good, you know, they're like, oh, they're safe, they're going to church. And if they're doing this, then obviously it's okay for me to do this. Right. If they're doing this, because I think I'm worse than... <laughs> all my friends when really I don't know how they're doing because the same way they don't know what I'm doing behind those closed doors, you know? And so if my friend is swearing right beside me and he goes to Sunday morning church with me, then it's okay for me to swear. If I'm doing this with my friend, he's goes to church with me. And if it's okay for him to do it, I can do it too. You know? So I never had like a, I guess no friends that were able to like put me in my place, you know? And that's something I feel like a lot. I feel like it doesn't get, Actually, we talk. You guys talked about it in the last podcast, the friendship and Alex's. Um, he preached about it on uh, Monday of who you surround yourself with. That's something very big. That in my life, if I had of surrounded myself with more godly people, that would have helped a lot. From I would, I feel like I would have done a lot better. But also, that's something that made our friend group so much closer because of all the try of everything we went through together. Now. Like mm -hmm. me and you even like we're, I'm a Christian God fearing man that repented and so are you and I feel like yeah, we have exactly. this brotherly connection and that we went through all this these things of the world that obviously we regret but that's I feel like that's something God put us through because he he was planning on making us this much stronger and now we lead the, so many ministries you lead teens choir um, youth um, worship and sa same with me I do kids choir Sunday school I mean we do a whole lot Victor you too and I feel like that's just, that's something I'm very thankful for, my friends, but that's also that something could have helped a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. If we had some faithful um, 
that were men that were strong in their faith to be with us all the time it would have definitely helped us a lot yeah i think that's why it's so important to like disciple the younger guys are coming into youth yeah. like they're coming into youth they might not have a good example within their friend group you know they're young 16 15 mm -hmm. coming into so i think it's so important to have people that are able to come and be like you know this is be just be good examples you know yeah and that's why i that's why i love um why i love leading the teens ministry i got this opportunity when i was um I mean, I think I was 16 and a half, maybe just turned 17 when I started helping out with teens. So I was still very close in age to them, you know. Still, I wouldn't say I was in the right place to do that. I was just, I would just come to help out. But now I love it because these kids, like after you talk, after I say a word for them, open up the, uh, a Bible study, or I went, like I shared my testimony to them. And, and you just, all of them come up to you after, you know, a lot of them, they're like, man, dying, thank you so much for sharing, like, like that it really helped me a lot because knowing that someone else especially our leaders that went through some of these things that I struggle with you know and and from when I was a teen I knew that someone if someone was able to talk to me and tell me that they went through the same thing that would have helped me a lot mm -hmm. so knowing that these kids can look up to you and see God's work done in your life it will it will encourage them a lot and that's why I love um doing this teens ministry and I kind of want to steer into now to the next point of my life after baptism and all that um a lot of i had a lot of uh um big kind of opening moments in my life that god was trying to tell me that i need to repent and um, get serious with him it was a it was a fall after that same year i got baptized i was in ukraine it was october and i got into an accident in the four-wheeler and i was going like probably over 45 miles an hour down a hill and it's ukraine it's all gravel rock roads and i lost control i don't know what happened one of the control arms snapped or something it bent i flew off like 40 50 miles an hour um just went flying down this road this four-wheeler runs me over my helmet smashes open all my gear like my jacket my pants everything rips open um i have just cuts everywhere i'm like bleeding in shock i don't feel anything it's october it's cold it's snowing freezing <clears throat> i get up i don't even realize what happens i get up move to the side not even 10 seconds go by a car goes flying by if i had just been there for literally five seconds more on the ground and didn't get up i would have got ran over oh, by wow. a car would have died right on the spot um i get up i look at myself i don't even have time to realize what just happened i don't even see because my back is all in covered in blood i just see my helmet cr like open just smashed um, I look because I I just remember feeling these wheels running me over the four wheeler and it was just rolling and it slammed on top of me. And I looked over, it was in a ditch still on. Um, the wheels were kind of spinning because the wheels weren't touching the ground. So I put it in neutral, pulled it out and drove home on the four wheeler. Um, I ran inside. Everyone was at church at this point. Um, it was a communion Sunday in Ukraine. And I decided not to go because I wanted to ride a four wheeler. And <clears throat> of course, something happened because I was also told not to ride anything. My parents told me not to take any cars, not to take any four wheelers when I was in Ukraine. Of course I did. And I came home um, into my uncle's house and he just looked at me. He's like, what happened? You know, like I'm just ran, walked inside my, and I left the four wheeler running right in the front. I'm like, man, like just get me in the shower like quick before everyone comes home. Showered, like so painful. You got all this road rash, open wounds. Um, that was definitely something I remember when I was sitting there after that. And I'm like, man, why did this happen? 
like I could have literally died, you know, the next day, this like all like happening to you, like, man, what, what is going on? Like, I gotta, like some, maybe this is a sign, you know, ignored it completely. The ne couple next days after that, um, you, you guys know, Lisa shared about this testimony, Lisa's brother, Benjamin, he passed away and this was, um, literally days after this happened and Darina, my sister was with me. She's very close with Lisa and I remember Darina was just woke up one morning and she was just crying all day, you know, all day. She's in tears. She's on the phone with Elizabeth. She's like, man, like she didn't even want to talk to me. I'm like, Darina, what happened? She just told me Benjamin died. And I was just, I, I remember sitting there and texting Lisa and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't understand why God would take someone so close to them. You know, like mm. he was, he wasn't even a friend. He was literally family, like a brother. And they loved him. They loved him despite his whatever whatever was wrong with him <clears throat> they loved th this this man uh, like with their whole hearts like he was put in their lives and god took someone so so dear to them away i just couldn't understand that and that was that was really when i started like questioning like a lot in my life like and then literally two days not even maybe a, i don't remember how long the gap was you guys know alex shuvalov's dad um sergi shuvalov passed away too also a very close friend of mine alex and I remember it's like three in the morning and Drena um, shakes me, you know, she's like dying, wake up, wake up. And I'm still like thinking about all this, you know, Drena's still like, you know, not in it. We're not in it. We don't even, we just want to go home to America. Like we're both, you know, like thinking about this, Drena's still in tears. She wakes me up and I'm like, like, what's wrong? You know, it's like three in the morning. I'm like, what's wrong? And she's just like, he passed away. Like he just died. And I was just like, I remember like reality hitting. I'm like, there's no way, like this can't even be real. Like how can... How can this happen? Two in a row and someone. So I remember texting my friend Alex, um, whose who's father was. And I'm just like, li literally in disbelief. I'm like, hey, like, what happened? Like, is this real? And he's just like, I'm hoping I'll wake up from a dream. And that's when I was like, wow. Like, this is reality. Like, God literally can take any of us away in a second. You know, and that's something that really I started thinking about a lot after that is like, my life, I started looking over my life. I started realizing, like, I could die any moment. Like, what what will happen if I die right now? Realizing that I'm going to be burning in hell for eternity if I don't change my life right now. Um, still nothing. Still ignoring God's voice. I remember coming back to America. Um, I'm November, October, November, December, January, like, a couple months, three. And then we went to Miami on the Miami trip with the boys. And that was something... Uh, a lot of conviction after that trip because a lot of stuff we did was very un ungodly, unchristian. We wa we were just very foolish in the world. Um, I remember getting coming back from that Miami trip and I was so convicted. I remember talking to my friend Sam. I'm like Sam, like I just feel like I'm like I have no purpose at all. Like we went to this trip and I just feel so empty coming back. Like I feel like I literally have nothing else to do now. Like what what do I do now with my life? I have nothing. Like I'm empty. And he was just telling me, like, the fact that you are getting convicted is good. Like, that is showing, like, you something, like, the spirit's, gonna, like, moving, you know? He's telling you something. And I'm just, like, realizing slowly and slowly, like, you know, I got to change, you know? And between Miami and Ukraine, uh, that's when I kind of found my real friends-ish. Because you kind of go through these dark moments where you're just, like, questioning your life. And you like only a couple people will stick with you when you're in these moments when they'll check up on you daily. And I had one friend that I had just met and I started talking with them a lot. And that was one friend that I kind of um, just met 
and we became really close. And my other friend was Victor, actually. Me and Victor became really close in this um, time. And I don't know how you were doing in your faith at the moment, but I know myself, I was very, very distant from God. And having a brother to talk to all the time, like we told each other everything. I remember I didn't even drive yet, and Victor used to come. I would live like 30 minutes away, and Victor lives here like five minutes from church and used to drive me home whenever, after youth, after anything we did, and we would just sit in a field and we would just talk all night and just yeah. talk about our problems. And I remember we would talk about God too. You know, I'm like, man, like I don't understand some things and we would just talk and that helped a lot. That's like that. I believe God gave me friends in those times when I, I didn't know how to run to him. So he gave me friends to run to that would guide me to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, those both relationships brought me so much closer to God. And there's this uh, pyramid type of, scheme i someone told me once i think it was slavic for the duke and you i you guys picture yourself both at the bottom you and your friend and god is the top of the triangle and the closer you both get to god the closer you come together you know what i'm saying and that's how i feel like those both of those friendships were me and you for example we we focus we we both are in the church you know we're both seeking god's face and we have this brotherly connect connection now that we just are so close to each other and that's something that helped me a lot um fall in love with god more because seeing seeing him work through you and through me you know and me and you both started getting involved in the youth a lot i started taking on a lot more responsibilities i joined the sunday school i started doing kids choir i started doing the tuesday teens more seriously like um and this whole past 22 year 2022 was uh i for myself i look back at it as a year of learning um, a lot all throughout the year I was in church I was very active I knew God I was doing a lot better you know <clears throat> and going to church showing up having these responsibilities living a lot better not hanging out with any bad friends not swearing but still you know how you, you're in the church everything's good but like you said when we were talking before this how you were like you're a Christian but you still have this something that you struggle with mm-hmm. and I still had something I just didn't know what it was and maybe I do know did know what it was but I just didn't want to accept the fact that there, it was there, you know, the mm-hmm. struggle. Right. And what it was for me was uh, um, unchristian worldly music. I couldn't go an hour without listening to an unchristian song. I couldn't drive without listening to unchristian music. I couldn't do anything, you know. You come to church, you're at youth, and you're going to praying, and what all that's on your mind is these unchristian lyrics, you know. It's something I struggled with a lot for for years, and this whole twenty-two year, same thing. I was, it was something that really was stuck with me, and I couldn't let it go. And then up until the towards the end of the this last year, twenty twenty-two, and people are probably going to be shocked when they hear this. It's like, oh, I only repented a couple months ago, you know. And it's true, I am a new Christian. I would, I'm really fresh. I, I always knew God. This, I knew, I knew who He was, but I, I would, I never had a such a personal relationship with him where I repented and up until coming into this 2023 year this new year um towards the end of it for some reason all that I ever heard was repentance every preacher repentance every sermon I started listening to podcasts and for some reason I started listening to preachers I started I don't know if I've ever texted you I've texted Alex Sam I'm like hey is this preacher good is this preacher good Mm -hmm. getting recommendations on preachers to listen to Uh, of course every every sermon I decided to listen to was on repentance. And it's just like, I kind of realized and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to ignore this, you know? And then something happened coming up into the new year that this tragic little thing that happened with a couple me and my friends in the church. 
And I kind of started to realize again, like, man, who am I surrounding myself with and how am I acting with them? Can I control myself, you know? And still thinking about this, like, man, I got to repent. I got to repent. I got to repent. Like, I'm good. You know, I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I'm walking in the world sinning. I'm, I'm a regular everyday Christian, I guess, but I never truly repented. I just didn't take this one step to like solidate my faith, mm -hmm. you know? And so once this happened, I just remember sitting there and thinking, I'm just like, like, why, like, why am I, like, why are we doing this? It's so immature and so just like literally ungodly. And I remember talking to my friend Ben, who was there with me, um, right, like literally the next day or something. And I just sat down and he sat down and this is a Ben, like I would never hear this out of Ben's mouth. So we sit down and he's like, dying, I got to repent. I don't know, we're out of the blue. And I'm just like, okay, like this is literally God telling me like, it's, you know, like repent right now. And so I'm like, you know what, Ben, me too. Like, I literally need to repent now. Like, we all do. I'm like, we need Jesus. And then I remember going into the brothers meeting. We had a brothers meeting after that with all the guys that were involved in this. And I remember Pastor Mike was talking to us and he was just like, after the whole meeting, he's like, we're going to all get up. I want all of you guys to stand up and I want you guys to pray and I want you guys to repent, you know, like repent. You guys just need to repent. You guys need to get serious. You guys have done so many um, things that we've already give you warnings about. And this is like the final thing, you know, like the final straw. And I'm just like, why? Like, I'm going to repent right now. Why would I not? And I remember it was my turn to pray. And that was it. I was just like, you know what? God, take it all. Like, this is it. I'm like giving you my all. I'm going to repent right here, right now. And do your work in me. <clears throat> I'm giving you my whole life. Like, this is it. And that's the moment I truly did repent. I laid it all down. And I could tell you, Literally the next day and prayers started getting answered the next week, this whole week, it was like this something I've been praying for for almost two years now was answered like three days later, like just boom, something like that I would never think w could happen and like in a such a way that I would never even imagine, you know, and God started moving. I started reading the Bible. I started wanting to read the Bible. Like I started, I remember we would, people would be like, hey, we're going to go hang out. And I'm just like. I want to go home and read the Bible. I've never had this feeling. I, I literally want to go read the Bible. And I would open up the Bible and I could, like, God would literally speak to me in every verse. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow. And I remember talking to you and my other close friend. I'm just like, you know, God is good. Like, this, you repent. Once you repent, you just start to see the world at a whole new perspective. And I've heard this so many times. Like, oh, you're going to get changed. You're going to start loving people. You're going to start seeing people. But I truly, like, you have this new vision in life. Like, you just want to love, you right. know, that Christ love. And I remember, um, I still, I mean, till this day, like I opened the Bible and like every verse that I would never, never understand, you know, I did, I never read the Bible because for me, it was just like hard words to read, you know, but now you open it up and it's like, wow. And like, even you came back from the missions trip. I remember you left to the missions trip right away. So I couldn't share any of this with any of you guys. And I was like, man, my best friend's gone. But I remember coming to choir that, that the first week of this new year's, it was a Wednesday and it was a choir and I'm like, I'm not going to go to choir. I'm just going to go to the gym after work. I had to work late. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to choir because Elizabeth Sagan texts me. She's like, it's not a regular choir night. It's a worship night. And I'm like, oh, I love worship. You know, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, Lisa, if you go, I'll go. And she's like, OK. So we decided to go. I come into the church, bro. I, I bring my Bible into choir. <laughs> like who brings their Bible to choir? You know, nobody does that. I don't know why. I just brought my Bible to choir. I walked in the sanctuary and I just started crying, like bawling my eyes out. And just thanking God, like, this is the next day after my prayer was answered that I've been praying for a year and a half already, mm -hmm. you know? I'm just like, God is so good. 
but I was, it was just a bad day. I was just like really tired. I was like a lot, I don't know, you know, just have bad days. Sometimes everyone right, does. Right. And I was just exhausted. And I'm, I was just like, you know, I came to the feet of Jesus and I'm like, man, help me. I need help. Like fill my heart. And I'm just out there crying. I'm reading the Bible. Like it's like the spirit is filling me. You know, I'm reading these verses. I'm like, wow. Amen. I'm like underlining. I'm asking people for pens. I'm like, hey, do you have a pen? I got to underline. And we're playing, we're praying, we're worshiping, and I'm crying, I'm worshiping. And then Sam, he's behind me. He's like the only bass. It was like me and Sam and Edward, I think. We were the only guys at this choir practice. And Sam just like comes up to me as I'm crying. Like, you know, everyone's standing up and praying. And I kind of stepped to the side and sat down and I was crying and praying because I couldn't even sing. And Sam just sat by me and he laughed. And as I'm crying, he's like, like dying, why are you crying? And I'm like, are you serious? Like, is this funny to you? Like, I'm over here praying. Like, you really going to? He's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know, Sam. I'm just like, I have a lot on my mind right now. I have a lot on my heart. And I'm like, but I'm great. You know, God is good. And he's like, out of nowhere, he just like says this thing that I've been praying for a year and a half and that it got answered yesterday. He's like, you know what? God put on my heart to pray for you and to pray for this, this specific thing. So specific, like down to the, you know, dot, like boom. And I'm just like, Sam, like literally yesterday this happened like my answer was my wow. prayer was answered and sam's like yesterday was when i was praying for you guys that all of yesterday and i was like literally yet last night and sam was praying for me that whole day can you imagine how perfect god had everything set up and planned then the next morning i got a text from um dennis Ruchko and same thing the same exact pinpoint bam he's like hey how are you doing and i'm just like what do you mean he's like in, in this specific area how are you doing and I'm just like, wow, like, how, how do you know? Like, why? Dennis never texts me, you know? And what's crazy is that whole morning, I was thinking about Dennis because I haven't seen him in a while. I'm just like, man, how's Dennis doing? How is he doing? And he just texts me randomly. And he's like, how are you doing? I'm like, wow, Dennis, God is good, you know? And so, I mean, ever since that, I feel like God's really been working in my life. And um, in every ministry, too, I started, you guys know um, Youth Choir is something I've been a part of a while. I always came, kind of came and kind of fooled around and stuff, but I love choir now. Like I love to worship. I come there and it's like, instead of just singing these words, like you're actually worshiping, you know, like I love coming there. I love coming to youth. I joined worship teams again. I, I left all that two years ago because I wasn't in the right place. I joined back into a worship team. Now I'm singing in a worship. Um, I lead the teens, which is great. We just had a amazing prayer um this last past tuesday victor you know you were there helping me sing worship 11 teens were baptized in the holy spirit and 10 were renewed in the spirit so praise god for that i'm really excited to see what this new year has to bring for me for our youth for the teens um um and yeah i mean god's been working for me ever since that and i i know it, fe it seems like man dying's been a part of this church for so long but um, it's obviously I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it because instead of um, trying to hide it, I would just want to use it for God's glory, you know, like, because you, who knows how many other people are like this, you know, in our church and our youth, you would never think, you know, I was always there. I was up there. I was in the front. I was active. I was there, here and there everywhere. I was everywhere, but I didn't know God personally. I never repented. And so if anyone out there, if you guys are the same way, maybe you guys, do know god but you just never solidated that faith with christ and never truly repented there's what are you waiting for literally that's all the only advice i have is um what are you waiting for and and i don't really like to give people good advice i'd rather just give them good news that's something that i'm trying to focus on this year is not giving people good advice just giving them good news because if you give them the good news then god will do his works you know? yeah amen and you know just hearing that 
um, we see that, you know, deciding to, to follow Jesus is a choice, you know. Yeah. And once you make that choice and realize that is, I'm living for Christ, I'm a Christian, that means I'm regenerated, I'm made new. It is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me Amen. and through me. So the things in my past life are no longer a part of me. It is no longer Dan that lives, no longer Victor or Victor that lives, but Christ now lives through Amen. me. The old man has passed away, and I'm a new creation in Christ. And and that's, that's until you make that decision, you know, to actually devote your whole life, sacrifice everything, not just your sin, but your entire life to Jesus Christ. Is I'm devoting, I'm a slave to Christ now. I'm no longer bound by my sin, but I'm now bound to Christ, you know, in a marriage, and it's a beautiful thing. And once you make that decision, and that's when you're living in the will of God, you know, and that's why, you know, your, your prayers are answered, you, you know, you're, you're a child of God, you know, and that's amazing to hear that, um, that you made that choice to follow Jesus Christ. Yes, praise God. I I don't want to, um, I don't want to, I hate, I don't like making it seem like I did anything because it really just makes me uneasy about it because it wasn't me, you know, it mm. was all glory to God. I would have never been able to do any of this on my own, never been able to be where I am without God. And he led me through these deep waters because he knew my enemies can't swim. And I feel like God really worked, put, did everything, everything that happened to me in my life was done for a reason to bring me up until this point now where my, my faith is um, so much stronger because God is now filled with me and God put me through all these things. Now I could see that you will never find satisfaction like you do in Christ. You know? mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. just kind of one, one more thing, just kind of listening to you and just, you know, what was placed in my heart is there's so many people out there without you know, who have similar experiences to you and who similarly come back to Christ as you have. And they think, what is my testimony? You know, what good is it? I, I wasn't saved from drugs. I wasn't saved from anything, you know, bad. I wasn't miraculously healed. I wasn't any done any of these things in my life. I don't see them. So what good is my own testimony? But I want to tell you, for those people who are thinking that right now, that your testimony is important. Every single was Amen. person was given the testimony for a reason, and it's your job to share it. It's for this testimony was given to you by God. It was specifically chosen out every single moment. Every single thing was chosen out by God for you so that you can share of his goodness and of his greatness. Don't you ever say that you're not good enough or your testimony isn't good enough to be shared because God gets all that glory. It's not about you. It's about Amen. God. And one thing I would want to add before we finish off here is that um, um, relationship with God is literally just like any other relationship with you, whether it's uh, with a best friend, with a wife, with uh, your parents. It's... It's like any other friendship. You'd have to you ha in order to be get closer to that person. You have to spend time with them. You have to spend Amen. time yes. with them, personal time, not just like me and you, Victor. We don't just spend time at youth when I see you together. Me and you go alone all the time. We spend time talking. I come like there have been moments where I come over your house on a random day and we read the Bible together, and, and that's something I really love, and that's something why I cherish Victor's friendship in our mind so much is because we we one thing we have in common is the the love of God. You know this mm. fear of God. And that's the same thing with God. This relationship is supposed to be personal. You're supposed to have this set-aside time to spend with Him. And I just feel like once you start giving everything to God, everything else will fall into place. And I'm Amen. a living testimony of that. You won't have to... All your worries, like these these things I've used to worry about, little things, you know, and I still do. You know, I'm human, like work and my future. But like even at work, sometimes I'm stressed and I'll just quickly sit down and I'll say a prayer. I feel so much better after that. 
truly, if you lay everything down at the feet of Jesus, you will literally, like all your worries, will like no more fear. Everything will just be perfect and God will God will start leading you in your life. And I just want to say praise God. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And for those of you that listen to this podcast and, you know, God spoke to you through Dan, through his testimony, seeing what God has done in his life. And you feel that, you know, in your life, you want to you want to give your life to Christ and you want to, you know, make that decision that I'm going to follow Jesus now. And I see that my life is just, uh, you know, maybe depressing, maybe bringing, um, you know, just it's not godly or I'm, I might be going to church, but I can see that I have no relationship with God. You know, we we encourage you to make that choice to start following Jesus, to give yeah. your whole life up to him, because that's the only thing worth chasing in this life. You know, we have this uh, partial time here of our lives on earth and then the rest of it is in eternity. And it's, you know, it's either eternity in heaven or eternity in, in hell. And this is what we believe and this is what we teach. So, if, you know, if you guys are unsure if you guys don't know we encourage you to make that decision to give your life to jesus you know to follow him and it really is that simple it's just deciding that i i'm done with my past life i'm done with what i was doing and i want christ and that's Mm -hmm. how simple it is and if you share that desire in your heart to christ he will be faithful enough to you know gift you to that desire yeah yeah and it's like when you go into heaven is are you going to hear well done my good and faithful servant or are you going to hear department from me i never knew you amen yeah. yeah and so today is not too late for anyone that's listening like victor said uh, today you can repent and you could change and today you could give up everything and live for god amen god bless you guys we'll see you next week peace